Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I am your host, Tyler Sweat, the pastor of Connection and Community at Highview Church. And here today with me in, in the studio is Chad Williams. What's up, everybody? How's your day going, Chad? It's been great, man. It's Here's the question. Do you have the flu? <laughs> no. Like every other person in our church. <laughs> no, 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 no praise. Praise be to God. Absolutely. That, trying to, trying to avoid those germs like the plague, man. Like a literal plague. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. As yeah. as many hands sure. as we shake on Sunday, I'm surprised that Oh man, that you're, you're you're totally I mean, I don't believe in it. jinxing. Because mm. I think that's yeah. superstitious pagan nonsense. Yeah. I'm not superstitious. But if there were jinxing, yeah. if that was a thing, yeah. you'd be doing it. <laughs> like right now. Oh, for sure. Goodness. Yeah, I'm not superstitious. But I am a little stitious. little stitious. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're glad to be back with the uh, Highview podcast. Uh, we are continuing our series through the 10 core commitments here at Highview Church. And today, we're going to jump in and talk about our sixth commitment, which is equipping the saints. A yeah. commitment to equipping the saints. And we unpack that by saying that we train and empower disciples for ministry. So where do we primarily take this from? How do we get to to making this one of our core commitments? Yeah, well, this particular core commitment comes just like direct I mean even the language we're using equipping yeah. the saints, which is kind of a it's kind of a weird term. Yeah. In a way, like it's equipping Christianese. And not everyone is even comfortable with like I'm a saint. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um but it comes directly from Ephesians chapter four. And starting in verse 11, the Apostle Paul, he says, and he gave the apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers. And verse 12, this is why, um, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Yeah. Uh, And so, and even he gets into exactly like the ultimate aim of doing this, which is building up the body and then the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God among the body, like to maturity, yeah. in other words, to yeah. Christian maturity. Like that's what we're after. And so th- this particular core commitment, it comes directly out of Ephesians chapter four and Paul's heart for helping the church understand not only why it exists, but why the church has leaders. Yeah. You know, yeah. what what and, and particularly how those leaders are to use their giftings within the body. Yeah. I think a lot of people growing up, and I'll say this for me, uh, having grown up in church, my perspective as far as using the term ministry, yeah. ministry is what the leadership in the church does. They do that. They do ministry. Right. People, and we I even, enjoy ministry. Yeah. Even when I was talking about uh, yeah. you know, going into the ministry. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was called into ministry. Yeah, um, that terminology is around the, those leadership roles, the the pastors, the uh, you know those particular roles that are exist as church leadership. Um, just for me, I always thought that was th- those guys do ministry, and then like you said, we show up to receive ministry. We consume ministry, right? They produce ministry. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the twenty first century American church model. Yeah, that's been. If, you know, it's been devolving in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, for a very, very long time. And, and I'm with you. I mean, that was that was the way I was brought up too. Yeah. Um, we we don't do ministry. We just go enjoy ministry or are blessed by ministry. Yeah. And so you'd have this whole like, well, I didn't get anything out of that sermon. Oh. Or I didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Um. And so I that 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 is the main thing. Like the main tension point, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um. In 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 our you know, in, in our core commitments, 
like the tension point that arises in, in, in number six here, when we talk about equipping the saints is yeah. that's just not what we think about when we think about ministry at all. Yeah. We think about ministry done by professionals, mm-hmm. you know, and done by people who, well, they get to do ministry all the time, whatever. Right. And they're the ones that are supposed to do it. I show up and just kind of am influenced by it or consume it or whatever. Yeah. And it creates this, uh, this division between um, the church and those that lead it. And it, and it, I think another kind of uh, result of that mindset is it creates not only a consumer culture, mm-hmm. but it creates among the body itself. Like we're just here to consume stuff. We're yeah. here to consume yeah. content that we have afforded you the time to produce. Right. And so we're here to to enjoy that content. Um, it creates this like where, where there's an expectation. There's there's a handful of people that do all of that, mm-hmm. and then we're just hanging out. Yeah. Um, and it just creates this really unhealthy division between those who do this vocationally yeah. and everyone else. Right. And I think it gives those who either are on church staff or who are seen as put into a position of pastor or elder or deacon or whatever, um, it, it actually confuses our focus as well. Too. Oh, yeah. we, we then become content producers. We've got to produce the ministry that people enjoy. Yeah. We've got to we've got to make sure the product is palatable, you know, right. and, and that we don't just scare people away. Uh, we have to suit the needs, and it becomes very, you know, consumeristic, very capitalistic. We're trying to to have a brand that we're yeah. of ministry that people enjoy receiving. Um, so I think it really confuses us, and that's not at all what you know, the Apostle Paul puts forward here in Ephesians four. He says that the leaders, the apostles, the prophets, the you know, shepherds, the teachers, exist not to produce ministry for people to enjoy, but to actually develop people to do ministry. Right. So we're not producing ministry to please people. We're producing people to perform ministry. Yes. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a huge, that's a huge difference from what we've, you know, what our culture has kind of yeah. created. But yes, that is, that, that is why God gives us leaders in the church. Also, I think it's important to point out too, that these particular roles he highlights, uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers, um, not all of them would be vocational. In other words, they don't all mm-hmm. do it for a living yeah. either. Yeah. So we're not just talking about people who do this for a living right. Right. and those that don't. We're talking about anyone in a particular place of influence mm-hmm. within the church who's exercising some of those kind of giftings. Yeah. They all have a responsibility to equip those entrusted to their care, yeah, to to be able empower them to do ministry. That's a part of it as well. Yeah. So let's uh, start to unpack because, like you said, uh, Chad, we have this um, this statement here, equipping the saints, and that can be a very Christianese type term. So let's unpack that and start with the saints. Who mm-hmm. who do we say uh, and believe that the saints is referring to? Yeah, the saints is referring to the members of that particular local church yeah. that that are um i believe um it's kind of implied in this but i believe in good standing with the church they have not mm-hmm. been excommunicated from the church they yeah. are they're in good standing with the church and paul is referring to he's referring to christians yeah. in the local church yeah uh, when he calls them saints um he's referring to uh their position before god which yeah. is which is one of being saints. We have now mm-hmm. been cleansed and washed by the blood of Jesus. We've been justified, and so we have. We it's okay to be called a saint and embrace mm-hmm. that. Yeah, you know, I think when I think about saints, man, I think about just people who are doing good things for people all right. the time. And, yeah, you know, oh, they're a saint. You know, yeah. I mean? whatever. 
Oh, uh, sweet Aunt Susie. Oh, sweet Aunt a, Susie's a saint. She's a saint. She's a saint. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's this, um, because of that, we're, because I think we're uncomfortable with being called a saint. Yeah. We're uncomfortable with the idea of being equipped. Mm. Like, I think those are tied together a little That's, bit. Yeah, it's true. And so he's, he's talking to all Christians, um, but specifically in Ephesians, he's talking to the church in Ephesus. He's talking about the Christians in that local church. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, so saints is a broad term used by the Apostle Paul many times to refer to born again believers. Right. Yeah, I think that's a super important distinction. We gotta say because a lot of that is inferred from the things that the, those saints are called to do. That they're right. called to build up the body. That they're called to to lean into this unity of the faith. And so us saying that they need to be members in good standing is just lining up with that because we wouldn't right. say members either that are under church discipline or maybe are, you know, we're trying to lead back into a life of holiness, you know, from right. a sin they're repenting of. Like you can't, if you're in unrepentant sin, you're not going to be leading the body or leaning into yeah, unity of no the doubt. faith um, as part of that. So that's who we would say the saints are. It's, it's Christians who are members under our care, um, you know, under the care of those leaders that, that God has put here. Um, so then, what does it mean to equip saints? What do we mean by equip? Well, I think it starts with uh, equipping them with sound doctrine. Mm-hmm. So they, they have to be able to understand, defend, articulate the gospel. Yeah. They have to be able to share it. So it's, so it's there's certainly, uh, I think, um, Paul would not understand a concept of equipping uh, that is disconnected from yeah. teaching sound doctrine. Right. So it, so there's a, a theological basis for it. Yeah, I think that churches tend to either land on, there, there's a theological and there's a practical side as well. How do you actually live out and apply mm-hmm. the theology and sound doctrine you've been taught? So I think that both are, both are necessary. There's a theological aim at equipping, yeah. and there's also a practical. And both are extremely important. Uh, usually some churches either kind of do one or the other, I mean, there's a real like bend towards one or the other, typically, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so, generally speaking, though, that those two those two elements are are true in equipping. We are equipping them with uh, theology, and we're equipping them with the ability to practically live out their lives in accordance with that theology. Yeah, that's that's a really great point, and it, it makes me think of actually how the Apostle Paul went about equipping the church through his letters. He starts he starts every letter with unpacking theology yep. and then pretty much you know unanimously throughout his letters he yeah. switches from here's the theology we need to believe and then here's the practical things we need to, to do and behave. Yeah, um, 100%. And, yeah. and it, I mean I think one of the most clear-cut examples of that uh, and it's just fresh on my mind cuz we're in the middle of it right now but mm-hmm. the book of Colossians yep. first two chapters big high christology big yep. big stuff on who Jesus is. And, and and unpacks that in detail. Here's a doctrine of Christ. Last two chapters, it's all about how we live in accordance to with with yeah. who He is. Like, what is our response in our daily lives to who Christ has been revealed to be theologically? Right. That is that's a great example of Paul equipping the church in Colossae mm-hmm. with these two with these two aims. I'm gonna I'm going to teach you sound doctrine, and I'm gonna show you how to live it out. Uh, and right. how to live in accordance with it. So, yeah, both are definitely prevalent. We're talking about equipping. Both are necessary. That's good. And so the next question then, kind of logically, if we we know who the saints are, we know what it, we're, we're aiming for to equip them, uh, who does the equipping? Whose job is it to equip the saints? Well, 
Paul is saying here in Ephesians 4, I mean, this these are all particularly uh, arranged as leaders in the church. They yeah. do different things. They have different callings and giftings. But these are all at least people with influence in the church yeah. or have been equipped. Uh, most of these are teaching-type, leadership-type roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shepherds and teachers, uh, you could definitely lump in elders uh, in that particular category. Yeah. Um, and so just as one example, but the 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 main thrust of what Paul's saying is these leaders, that there are leaders in the church, usually from a, a teaching oversight perspective yeah. who have been charged with doing this. Mm-hmm. This, I would say, is the primary uh, calling along with uh, just teaching the Word and providing spiritual care for, for an elder, for example. It's something that yeah. every elder for sure is called to do. But I think that it's broader than that. Right. I think that every person in the church who has influence and has any type of position of leadership at all, whether you're a gospel community group leader, uh, what it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, should think about how they're equipping people that are under their care. I think so. I think it's um, it's not specific. I think there's a reason why there's several different ways it gets fleshed out here. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And actually, I think this leads well into the next question, which is what is the ministry that these saints then do? And I think it's exactly what you're just unpacking that that essentially the leadership are equipping saints for the work of ministry of equipping other saints. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. that the rest of the passage talks about they're being equipped for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ, to lead others into the unity of faith and knowledge into mature manhood. So essentially, we are equipping saints to lead other saints yeah. further into, into maturity. Yeah, I, I think it's important to point out to what the work of ministry that Paul's talking about here, that we're equipping the saints to do, the work mm-hmm. of ministry, um, that is not work for the ministry. Yeah. Yeah. It, we're not talking about the goal isn't for every single member of the church to be in vocational ministry. Right. Like, and so also yeah. the doesn't the, mean we're sending members to, to uh, seminary. No, you know, no. That, I mean, that's, that's yeah. that, that could be that could be, yeah. but, but that's not, that's not what he has in mind. Like uh, I think it's important to point out too, yep. that those who, uh, those who equip from a leadership perspective in the church, uh, you know, their ministry, particularly if you're in full-time vocational ministry, yeah. What you're able to do and what you are, what your ministry looks like is going to be very different from someone. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean though they're not also doing the work of the ministry. Yeah, yeah, and that's huge. It it looks different person to person. Yeah, and that is a huge piece of this because I think a lot of people go, "Well, I'm just not called to ministry, so why am I being equipped for it?" Right, well, right. No, you are called to. You're just thinking yeah. about ministry in a narrow sense. You're thinking yep. about it vocationally. Yeah, uh, and so ministry here uh, is the. Uh, the, the the calling to build up the body in the unique way you're called to do it. Yeah. That, yep. That's what he's referring to. Yeah. So it could it could look very different. Maybe the gift maybe your primary gifting is encouragement. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you should be equipped and empowered to do that within the local body you're a part of. Yes. Um so so it's it's finding out where how God has wired you, what passions and callings he's put in you. And then mm-hmm. it's our job as pastors to help you understand that and then help you find a way to utilize those gifts for the building up of the body. Yeah. And that is your ministry. Um, and, and I think it's a really important piece. Once you embrace the ministry is a very, in a sense, a very personal thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, you have giftings, Tyler. I don't mm-hmm. have. Um, there are things that you're really good at, I'm not good at. Um, and, and the truth of the matter is, if we're both pursuing 
ministry, you know, pursuing our ministry per se, right. it's going to look a little different, and that's a good thing. Yeah. And so everyone has a, it's a different. It looks different person to person. Uh, I think that's a really important point. Yeah, it really is. And that kind of, again, fleshed out in this Ephesians 4 passage, uh, verse 15 and 16, he says, Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, who uh, from whom the whole body, which the body is an imagery that's used often in the scriptures to refer to the different parts that people play. <clears throat> he says, from whom the whole body joined and held together with every joint with which is it, equi- it is equipped, with, when each part is working properly makes the body grow. <clears throat> I think that's what you're getting at, that each yep. member has a working function to build up the body. The body doesn't grow just because the brain is doing something right. or because the heart is doing something or something that we would say, oh, these primary organs, these these main you know positions are accomplishing ministry. No, the body grows because every part is doing yeah. its part. Every element, every organ, every joint, every bone is is working together. And that's right. how the church works. Absolutely. Right? We're saying that every member has a gifting, has a part to play in the building up of the whole body. And yeah. it's deficient when there's not. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That every unique expression of ministry is necessary yeah. for the building up of that body. So there, mm-hmm. there there's some there's some way um, you're uniquely called to give of yourself yeah. uh, to the, the work of the body as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and whether that's attached to a title or a role or not, you, you might be, um, we were talking about this at, at, our small, at the small group last night that we were both yeah. attending, that you, you might just have an encouraging word that someone needs to hear. But yeah. that's a significant act of ministry to, toward the body. Oh, yeah, you, you have no idea. I, I've said this before. Like You have no idea how, how much that one word of encouragement you're either going to say or not say. Yeah. You're either going to share or not share, send or not send today, has on keeping someone engaged in ministry. Yeah, yeah. Like You, you don't know if that's the word that they really need Mm-hmm. To make it and just like well, I'm going to keep grinding this out for another you know whatever yeah like, I needed that today and I, I mean I've had that myself so many times right where, you know you're 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 kind of beat up whatever and you get that encouraging word they don't think anything of it they just think whatever mm-hmm. but that ministry of theirs yeah is empowering my ministry as well and that ministry and and I need that so the, I think seeing that mutual dependence on man I need I need your ministry yeah like yeah. I need that yeah. You know, I personally need it. Right. Um, that's 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 huge. And then you you're you're then free to start embracing man. Maybe other people need my ministry, mm-hmm. and maybe I have something that yeah. God's put in me that I need to bring to the table and and pour in others. Yeah. So uh, one last question, just kind of wrap this up. What would we say a Christian life that is being equipped, that's pursuing equipping? Uh, what does it look like in the life of a Christian to be equipped as a saint for the work of ministry? Well, when we talk about equipping, we're really like let's just let's let's get down to like kind of the the, the basement here, the the ground floor level at least. Uh, we're we're talking about discipling. Oh yeah, like that, we're talking about disciple making. Yeah. So um, it looks like um, I think it looks one on one. I think it looks like pursuing other relationships that are going to refine you and push you towards pursuing your giftings. Yep. Like find people who I'm going to use a cheesy term here a little bit, but find people who inspire you. Mm-hmm. Like find people who like encourage you yeah. 
to pursue what God's put in you. And I would say also, surround yourself with people who will tell you the truth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who will say, I don't think you're called to that. I don't think that's really, I think that's something you want to do, but Mm -hmm. maybe not something that like God's really calling you to do. Yeah. Um, like we need that too. Yeah. Uh, because we, our views of ourselves are just totally warped. We look at ourselves through a circuit's tent mirror, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of thing, like one of those carnival mirrors or whatever. Yeah. So having someone who will tell you, uh, this is what I see. This is what I don't see sometimes. Yeah. Like that's critical. That's a critical piece, like one-on-one equipping. Yeah. I think, yeah, we both, we need people who will both affirm us and correct us. Right, because I yes. think a lot of times yeah. we just look for the people that affirm us in our, you know, wrong identities or our wrong right. behaviors. Um, yep. But for this to to make sense, for this to happen, we need people who will lovingly speak the truth to us, who will correct yeah. us, who will help us from being tossed around by the waves of our own indifference and our own, um, you know, false narratives that we're preaching to ourselves and all those different things. We need people who will both affirm good things, yeah, but also will admonish us when it's necessary. Yeah, there's a really big difference in, um, like, surround yourself with people who build you up, but don't puff you up. Yeah, that's good. Like, those are mm-hmm. different, those are different things. Like, yeah. you, you don't need an ego boost. You yeah. need a, you need an encouragement. Yep. You know, and so those are, those are two, those are two different things. Mm-hmm. So surround yourself with people who are really, they, they have your best interest at heart. Mm-hmm. And so that means that they're willing to offer an encouraging word in a timely moment. Yeah. It also means they're willing to offer a word of correction or yeah. a warning, yeah. potentially. Like, that's not a good idea. Or, man, your heart's just not in the right place or whatever. Right. Um, and so both are necessary. I think on a, on a you know, that's kind of a one-on-one level. At a community level, equipping looks like, man, diving into community. It means yeah. it means attending <clears throat> attending gospel community groups. Join a group. Uh that's going to be the new, a new jingle in the podcast. Well, well, Join a group. That's good. No, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> the, but I think like at the group level, um, you're obviously like you're getting down to brass tacks on like how do we, you're, you're yeah. dealing with the practical side of equipping. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're talking about like, man, how is this fleshing out in my life? Here, here's just where I'm not believing this. Mm-hmm. Here's where I'm struggling yeah. with this. Yeah. And you're, you're fleshing it out, man. You're hashing it out with a group of people. And and you're and you're in it together. You're saying, mm-hmm. man, I'm I'm with you on like how do we push the gospel into the dark corners of your life? Like how yeah, do we do that? Yeah. And so that happens at that level. And then at the corporate level, it looks like come to church, mm, like be yeah. fed the gospel yeah. regularly. Give yourself to those rhythms yes. of, of being built up and fed the gospel on Sundays. That means singing the gospel. That means seeing the gospel in the Lord's table and baptism. It means hearing the gospel. Like you need that gospel experience yeah. where you're just saturated with the gospel once a week, and you're 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 filled up. And so, uh, and then you know, in addition to that, I'd say like take advantage of of other opportunities the church offers, whether it's mm-hmm. you know Old Testament classes yeah. that are being taught, or whether yeah. it's you know particular leadership training events that might be offered, or whether it's mm-hmm. you know whatever those equipping moments yeah. are really are really important at the corporate level as well. It's, yeah. it's all three levels. And I, and I think what we're saying in this too, it's a two way street. That yeah. that the people that are given the the people that are in leadership are meant to equip the saints, but the saints also have to pursue equipping. One hundred percent. Right. That, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Put yourself in a situation for your growth, for your equip, your equipping. Right. And and I think a good way to to start that is, um, you know, have a conversation with a, a gospel community group leader, a yeah. pastor, someone yeah. on staff, whatever. Yeah. Uh, someone that you trust. Have a conversation and go, man. I I feel called to do this. Like, where? How does that fit into the body as a whole? Like, 
have someone giving you feedback and counsel on, man, here'd be the best way yeah. you could use your unique giftings to build up the body. Yeah. Um, I, th- I feel like every Christian, like they, they, they have innately in them after their conversion, they have two passions for sure that are there that weren't there before. They have a love for Jesus mm-hmm. and they have a hatred for the idea of being useless yeah. for the yeah. kingdom of God. Yeah. Like they just don't want to be wasted. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. wait like like and and so and have a conversation and and be willing to also I'd say um, submit to direction, submit mm-hmm. to correction, submit to like those kind of things and have that discussion and and watch what God does. Yeah. Go all in. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> all all in. All in. All hundred percent. Awesome. Well, that's going to wrap us up here for the High View podcast. Uh, we're hoping you're, you, that you're enjoying this series of the Ten Core Commitments of High View Church, whether or not you're a member of our church. Uh, but if you are, just know these are the things that we're pursuing together, and we want to see you equipped as a saint, as a part of this church for ministry within this body. So we're we're excited about being committed to this together, and uh, we hope that you're enjoying the podcast as a whole. Go ahead and give us a nice rating and review wherever you're listening. Share this with your friends. Share it on social media so we can continue to uh, expand this conversation into farther and farther reaches. Uh, We will see you next time.